what is the hierarchy for those um, theme park based on a film rides? You know, you, we were talking about the mummy earlier because we're from Florida. We used to, and I remember when that opened and it was like, oh shit, mm. and, which is weird because it's like the mummy franchise, I think had long peaked before that, like the third one hadn't come out yet. The, the franchise was sort yeah. of dormant for like over five years. And then that ride came out and all of a sudden or we had mummy fever all over again. Well, I, I think that's generally how it goes is those rides take so long to conceptualize and develop and put into action that a lot of times, like, by the time it comes out, nobody gives a shit about that property anymore. It's kind um, of like the Pandora but, world, right? Didn't they open Pandora world and, and were like, who Well, after, like, I mean, it, it only took a year for us to stop giving a shit about Avatar, which right. is so weird. Like, that movie is such a cultural anomaly to me just for the fact that it was, like, the biggest movie in history and all of us don't give a shit about it still. Yeah. No, um, it really is. It's, like, it's almost sequels. a Mandela effect thing. It's like a Berenstein bear. Like we're like, yeah, there's a movie called Avatar that no one remembers. It's gonna yeah. like in ten more years, we're gonna be able to make like a David Fincher, Steven Soderbergh, like multi timeline, multi character, like kids all remembering this thing and then going on a hunt for a movie that is on the records, but no one seems to fucking know about it. You know? Yeah, it's you know, it's it's a weird you know kind of throwback to an innocent time 2009 but to answer your question are you asking like what is the best like how would how would you rank the the movie based rides well yeah because like here's the thing when i was a kid we i was around where we still had like the jaws and the king kong ride Mm. and now both of those are closed unless i'm mistaken uh king kong's long closed i think they finally closed jaws a couple of years ago which is depressing because you figure jaws has got cultural fucking lasting staying power like it's still Mm -hmm. one of the greatest movies ever made every time i watch jaws i kind of freak out because i forget how perfect of a movie it is and you figure that alone would be like a reason to keep it around um but if we're speaking about quality it's like the the jaws one was fun you know whatever jaws one was great especially at night because if if you went during halloween horror nights you never did it at night the fire effects and everything. Oh, and you well, you and see I the did it as once. Much. That's yeah. right. We went once. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it's great at night. I mean, a lot of rides are much better at night. But like, yeah, the fucking Jaws ride, next level at night. Well, okay. Um, well, I guess what I'm saying is the King Kong one, if you remember riding that, was not great. I mean, you know. I never got to ride it. Really? Okay. It was yeah. it, it was very pedestrian, and I say that like, and all due respect, like I'm sure like on a practical scale, it's pretty it's pretty cool. But they had like a large scale kind of Kong thing who sort of moved his hand and hit your cart and stuff like that, and it was cool. Right. But I understand why it wasn't there. You know what I mean? So it's like those those, but that's King Kong, okay, and <laughs> yeah. Jaws, and they closed both of those. And but we have the Mummy, and we have like Jurassic Park, and the Jurassic Park one's weird because they don't really do any heavy lifting there. It's like they it's they oh there's a breakout and then they make you go up an incline and then there's like a dinosaur that's like kind of swooping down on you and then you go down well uh, i i mean like a, the jaw or the uh the jurassic park ride used to be cool man because like i have some strong feelings about these rides because well, what know, happened we, we, we fucked around in in florida for a while man like, right. we were there that was our place so i went to universal studios a lot at the beginning when that park opened pristine ride like next level new technology the animatronics yeah. were dope but as time went on, they just left it in disrepair. And like, because a lot of that is a water ride, like all those dinosaurs, like just were obviously like peeling away the latex and foam. They weren't fixing shit. There was dinosaurs that were supposed to like burst up out of the water that would just kind of just twitch. Right. So it just got to like this sad Chuck E. Cheese level of quality. <laughs> um, 
that I don't every love. Chuck E. Cheese was state of the art when it opened, but they don't yeah, but budget. then over time through years of you know disappears. Uh, but yeah, you go into the facility and that part is cool because you got raptors and shadows and like screeching and all right. this other shit going on, and then a giant T Rex you almost go right into his mouth and then you do a huge drop, and that part is still lit. I gotta be real. See, I think the last time I've read, I was on that one. You're right; it had fallen into a lot of disrepair, so a lot of the like uh, jump scares from the beginning weren't there. Mm-hmm. But also, the timing of the the T Rex was off, so I'm like, mm. "There's no danger here," you know what I mean? Which is yeah. what kind of got said. I mean, here's one that's lost in the sauce, and it doesn't really count because it's not a ride ride. But like the Back to the Future ride was the shit as a kid. Oh, it's, it's still it's fantastic, it. and it's like it lives on spiritually through the Simpsons because apparently it's the same. It's a li- it's exactly the same. Like the part where you go inside a dinosaur's mouth yeah. is now Maggie's mouth. It's like it's fine they, by me. They... <laughs> Nailed it. No, like seriously, like I'm like I would look if you're asking me if I prefer if there's a Back to the Future one. Like yes, I'm gonna say that. But like I love yeah. the Simpsons and there's that one shot where you you pan out through all of Springfield and everyone's running. And I'm like yeah. Yeah, no, that that part's great. I mean, I I do. They closed recently the uh, the Terminator ride, which isn't really a ride so much as a theatrical experience, and right. that was great. Like, yeah, that was like that. That was like I actually like that yeah. experience better than the whole second, third, and whatever else came after the first Terminator movie. Like it's compact, it's short, it's a five minute experience. It's fucking great. Well, you get like a the actors running through the audience and stuff. What's interesting about that is like this Quibi uh, thing's about to release this like new streaming service that I believe Katzenberg's doing right. So like mm-hmm. Disney, DreamWorks, Katzenberg, and he. Uh, it, like the whole point is to do things that are within f- seven to 11 minutes. That's it. Like, because we have no attention span. So why not embrace it? Here's a quick, a quibby, a quick bite is what it's supposed to be. And yeah. among other things that they're bringing back for this is Reno nine one ones being revived. And I saw like a scene from it oh, today shit. and I'm like, you want to talk about the perfect show for like a seven minute. <laughs> Cause the problem with that show is that they filled 22 minutes of episode, which is like, that's really when it was, when it was firing, it was firing on all cylinders. I think a lot of people like fell off that show eventually because it's not that like nothing. Well, was going it just on. went on for like 10 fucking years. And it's like, <laughs> but cops ceased to be relevant. Like a few years before that show came out. So it was just sort of like, all right. Well, dude, but no, he, great show. Like going back to those clips, holy shit! Yeah, Zachy G. But so, but 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 my point about it though is that like uh, Quibi is not a, a network; they're not a studio, right? Like Netflix produces Netflix shows, and then they'll also distribute, right? Like mm. Quibi has all these partnerships with other pre-existing companies and IPs. So uh, you know, we're sitting here being like, "Yo, the best effective thing from the Terminator franchise post Terminator One was the Terminator stage show, which is like eight minutes long." It's like, mm-hmm. fuck it, man! Like, why don't they just exclusively go into that shit? This is how we pitch theme parks really should lean more into the intellectual property we talked about that a couple weeks back right yeah in lieu of that like why not make a fucking another terminator set in in that whatever you know what i mean and just do it in six to eight minute installments and just make each minute like a uh each episode like a you know a cliffhanger like an old serial but with intellectual property just like the adventures of sarah connor or some resistance fighter or something they gotta go into the giant computer mainframe yeah um I don't know. What about you, like, for theme park ride? Because, like, I think my favorite would probably be, like, existing one would probably be the Gringotts ride, Harry Potter World. It's pretty fucking lit, dude. I've never been to the Harry Potter World since they opened it. Uh, Mm. None of them. So, but I did Dueling Dragons when it was Dueling Dragons. So now Mm -hmm. it's Quidditch ride, right? Um, So I did that one. Nailed it. 
My favorite ride. I don't know. I mean, Spider-Man the ride was really cool in Universal Studios, but that's more based on a IP and not any specific film. So it's like hard right. to do that. Same thing with like the Hulk roller coaster. But th- those feel different. They're they're not the same thing. Yeah, know? it's just more based on that character and not on like a movie. It's not a movie adaptation. It's not like set in the Spider-Man Raimi universe or something. That'd be really cool. I mean, they should again. Sony isn't in the is it in the theme park game but they should be you know like yeah if they could partner with universal and just get fucking spider-man uh, i would do like an into the verse into the yeah, spider verse would be yeah. like perfect you know that kind of cartoony uh 3d poppy sort of look do you think like because that's something that i think people are totally not really thinking about right now uh among a billion other industries that are going to be affected by this i put up that thing yesterday about la uh, taquilleras how like shit's bad you know what i mean um but like theme parks, which are in the same vein as like movie theaters in a way, right? Like that's where a lot of people go to get entertainment and blah, 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 blah. And that's like this congregation point. Those are all empty, thankfully. Uh, Disney's going to be fine. But I felt like Bush Gardens, like where we're from in Tampa, I felt like that was dying for years anyway. Mm. Um, I could be wrong about that. Every time that I would go, it just felt really fucking sad. <laughs> and like everything was kind of dying out. Oh, no, I think Bush Garden's doing all right. I don't have numbers in front of me. I got nothing to support that at all. But like, that was like a good old, like, even people in Florida were like, yeah, you want to make a day of it? Just go to Bush Gardens. Like, let's just pop on over. We did that together, me, you, and Jackson, when we were 19. And that is the last time I've been to Bush Gardens. Oh, I I went there um, by myself and it sucked for like a couple hours because I had a pass. (laughs) Okay. And that, well, no, there's nothing to tell. It was just really like sad and hot. You know, and I was like, I'm getting out of here. What am I doing? Yeah, because I, mean, I, I still had like a year long pass, and I was in Florida, you know, to see my mom when she had the uh, the scare with the health scare or whatever right. with cancer, and uh, popped on over two hours. So I was like, all right, I'm good. It's 100 degrees out. This is terrible. Yeah, I just have to wonder what your thought process was because Bush Gardens, for people who don't know, it's not like you can park right in front of the gate. Like you have to park and then take a fucking tram, like a trolley thing to the main gate. Like you had plenty of time to be like, you know, this really is. And not to mention the 30 minute, 35 minute drive it took you to get there, assuming there was traffic. My my thought process, Christian, was that I wanted to ride some roller coasters because I'd been in New York for, you know, the past eight months every day's a roller coaster an emotional <laughs> one your heart's breaking you're... speaking of emotional roller coasters the Uh-oh. life we're living now am i right what about it what about it it's Something an emotional roller coaster what, what more do you want from me i had this thought the other day i'm <laughs> trying to work on a bit where i can be uh, a sexist but also a super hardcore feminist at the same time interesting so, yeah, well, I wanted to say, I wanted to do a bit where I'm like, but everyone, I mean, come on, God's a woman, right? Like, you know, so people are like, oh, he's he's a feminist, like God's a woman, right? But my sole intention for being like God's a woman is that then now I can blame her for everything. You know, like I have a scapegoat that I didn't have before. Because I wouldn't God blame dude, God if you wouldn't he was be a able to. You wouldn't exactly. be able to blame a dude. No culpability. A man makes yeah. his own luck. Cal, Titanic. But, you know, me, like, if it's a woman, I finally have something I can rally against. And, uh, you know, same thing with president. It just didn't sound as good. Like, I thought if I took a cosmic, he'd be like, oh, he's really, right. he's really all about the ladies. I'm not. Good bit, dude. It's a good bit. <laughs> I mean, is it a technically good bit? Sure. Is it worth the trouble it's going to cost me? No. Like, I don't even know if it's fully a bit. I mean, well, I'd love to see it in action. You know, like, I'd love to see you test that out amongst people who don't already know it's a bit. You know, I just want to see how that plays. 
to a room. I think that like to be a co- comedian here, you can't tell jokes. You gotta be a, you have to be a bit, you have to go up there and, and do a whole thing. Like there are these legendary stories like Tim Heidecker and stuff going up and playing like a North Hollywood open mic guy, which. Yeah. I've seen those videos. It's amazing where he doesn't tell jokes. Yeah. Like where he's playing a bad comedian intentionally. But that's, but that's incredible. Also Heidecker. Yeah, no, I know. But like, I, that's why I feel like you can't rely on this whole like idea of like, oh, let me take you for a walk with jokes and shit like that. Like you just have to be a weirdo. I think that's the mm. thing. Julian is trying to do that. That's why he's doing weird like yo-yo shit on stage and speaking in French for minutes. I mean, he's trying to, he's trying to be a Disrupticon, you know? Well, uh, <laughs> a Disrupticon? <laughs> So like a new kind of transformer Hell that yeah, just dude. tells yeah, off-brand <laughs> jokes, like non. Well, it's like Bernie and Trump are both Disrupticons, but it's like Disrupticons, much like the uh, Transformers. There is a Decepticon and a Transformer. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, so there's the good and there's the bad. Wait, what are the goods called? They're not Transformers, right? What are the Decepticons and? No, they're, I they're just the straight up were Transformers. transformers. I don't know. I'm not like versed in Transform. I all I know about Transformers is from the Michael Bay movies. I didn't fuck around with those as a kid at all. Yeah. You know, so you I don't really know. Missed out. I feel like we. I feel like <laughs> well, not missed out. I feel like we dodged a bullet. Is more what I mean because mm-hmm. like we really missed out on like He Man uh mm-hmm. gi joe i mean like we would yeah. see some of this stuff like but it wasn't like a huge thing in our lives yeah i had like a gi joe and i was like what do i do with this because like the whole point of gi joe is just that like hey military yeah. and that's Join. it that's where it begins and ends <laughs> yeah that one's genius like i like the origin of the <laughs> no because listen i like the i like the origin story of the teddy bear because it's like teddy roosevelt conservationist teddy bear Right. And that was just smart. That's like the Trump doll now, you know, but with like with more skill and like a deft handed marketing. Because uh, have you seen those Trump dolls now? It's like it's a little baby doll with a Trump I hair or something. I don't think I, I'm going to look this up. Just do Trump uh, bear. It's weird. Uh, and it's just a little that bear. Fucking terrible. Yeah. Is uh, it like a pro Trump thing or is it making fun? Of course fun of it? it's a fucking pro Trump thing. It's just yeah, like a little bear with a little Trump hat. It's like, get your presidential bear. Oh, <laughs> that makes me fucking sick, man. And well, that's what I'm saying. Like, gross. at least TR did that shit, like, low key. You know, like, he, he knew. He's like, I'm going to bust some trusts. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, all right. <laughs> bust some trusts. All right. <laughs> but also make me money merchandising. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know, but the, but the, but the GI Joe of it all is really like, they, they get you when you're young. It's like, like it's tobacco rules. If they get you when you're young, they probably got you for life. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like I played military when I was a kid. I don't know if you did, but like yeah, I was did. living in a, in a developing neighborhood, you know, in the suburbs or whatever on Longmore circle in Florida. And like, so there would be those big mounds of dirts and empty and empty lots and stuff. And we would just take dirt clods and throw them at each other. Like they were grenades. So it was oh, just, yeah. it was usually just two hours of kids just throwing dirt clods with rocks and shit in them at each other for like two hours and then dip out. Who won that war? You didn't get to the geopolitical side of it. You just got into like, we're on the battlefield. <laughs> like, it was usually like a World War II type scenario. Like, oh, you'll be the Germans and we'll be the not Germans. <laughs> so, you know, you get to play as a Nazi sometimes. It's a real luck of the draw situation. Like when you wake scenario, up that day, you don't know. I like that in that gonna... scenario, you knew the Nazis but didn't know who you were. <laughs> like Because that's how ingrained we are. We're just like, yeah, you'll be the Germans and we are uh, the not Germans, I guess. 
I mean, I didn't understand to be fair to young Max. I didn't understand like the the full breadth of the German atrocities committed in World War II. I just knew Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, submarine Nazis, you know, just evil mustache twirling uh, Nazis. <laughs> Uh, well, I think what's interesting about that is like, again, 20 years or so after the Holocaust ends in earnest, Hogan's Heroes comes out. I'm like, ooh, we put a happy face on that one. But but you're right. Like even after that, like Indiana Jones certainly isn't taking light the Nazi situation. But mm. at the same time, it's not putting the atrocities on Front Street either to the point where like to us, we're just like, oh, they're just the bad guys from Indiana Jones. Like, right. to be honest, it still sort of comes in in that order. Like you say Nazis, the first thing I think about is Indiana Jones, followed very closely by Dachau and Auschwitz and fucking right. Burnout. I, I think about the guy whose face is melting off first. And then I think That's about where I start. Uh, <laughs> second, I think about the second guy's face who melts third. Uh, right. Sobibor. That's 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 the order of my uh, Nazi recollections. But but I just wonder, like, is that like that's the idea of not mistaking the subject for the target? You know what I mean? Which I think is an important thing that uh, you know. I, I think we stumble on it a lot now because we get scared about making jokes about the wrong things and offending people and shit like that. But it's just like common sense used to prevail. Like Spielberg's a Jewish guy who made a movie. Where the Nazis are the enemy, you know what I'm saying? And there wasn't right. some Or do you think that he time. was like carrying the guilt of that, where he made Nazis like kind of like adorably uh, evil? And yeah, like, he did. I need to he make did a Schindler's, Schindler's list, list as like a yeah reparation. He's like, I, I got to do and this. And even in that, he still makes a German guy, a uh, non-Jewish German guy, the hero of his of his own Jewish uh, Holocaust story. So, well, you I saw his uh, his doc, right? That really fascinating HBO documentary that they did on him, where he kind of talks through it with everyone. He goes through his entire filmography. I, I watched parts of it. We talked about this in the early days of this podcast and you were okay. very disappointed in me because <laughs> I fast forwarded through parts. <laughs> you were so mad at me. Um, that was like an episode three or four of this fucking thing. Cause I remember you telling me about that, like in our, my first Brooklyn trip. Right. Like, yeah. No, it's a, it's a really great documentary. Um, but, but he talks about kind of his like shame to be Jewish for a very long time, which mm. that's what I found fascinating by it. Uh, that like and 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 he kind of harbored those feelings well into adulthood. Uh, like yeah. Schindler's List was him re reckoning with his own identity and then kind of realizing like, oh, this is something that's foundational, and I don't know why I was against it. And it was just because growing up, he was the only Jewish guy he knew, you know, in right. town. And it's like you felt like the other. And it's very interesting that like these artists who become sort of synonymous with it, but it's just like I, his 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 relationship with his faith is mm -hmm. not what it was during Schindler's List that it was fucking during indiana jones so maybe he was able to approach it i don't know if he could there's a reason why they made that other indiana jones movie the fourth one and you figure like hey man go back to the well bring them nazis back and he's like no <laughs> russians all right like the next logical step they're they're nazis but with well, better uh, accents i think we pitched an idea of like what about just an indiana jones movie where he's fighting neo-nazis just skinheads you know just going to a trump rally and just punching him right in the face he's just a hundred year old yeah i Nina mean that's Jones. the natural step if we must dust off <laughs> the character the natural yeah step. well i mean like, the problem is, is he would have to be 114 years old he's got he got some of that ark of the covenant juice on him so he can't die he's miserable well, in, he wants in the die. last crusade doesn't he drink out of the uh, thing a little bit the holy grail yeah does that give you eternal well, i guess that's the crux of the entire film was <laughs> there Our... trying to get it well, I guess you drink it, but then you can't 
leave. Well, no, he saves his dad's life with it. Indiana Jones 3 is a fucking mess. I know we all try to pretend like it's a good movie, but like Indiana Jones 1, great. Indiana Jones 2, arguably the greatest film of all time. Well, at yeah. least the first 25 minutes for sure. Uh, the rest <laughs> is kind of like a downward yeah, Indiana slope, Jones but... 2, T- Temple of Doom has, it's like this mix of like amazing like action set pieces mixed with it's just sort of casual, adorable racism and like and a very sexist caricature. Yeah. <laughs> uh and yeah yeah i was gonna say the i I forgot you started with racism but i was like let's circle back if we didn't to racism because (laughs) it's not just like racism towards like indian tribes and shit like that but just like short round as an institution just as an institution mr jones mr jones (laughs) like come on dude what are we talking about this is why we can't absolve spielberg and fucking uh and, and lucas from anything also now that spielberg stepped off of the fucking last uh indiana jones movie like, do you think Lucas is like finally, finally, uh, like my my unfiltered my, my, my time to shine? Well, I I would hope not. I hope that that fucker is you know making little stop motion films in his fucking ranch. You know, just going insane. Probably doesn't even know coronavirus is a thing. He's got so much money that he could be just being like Nick Offerman and devs. Like he, he could just be like this reclusive billionaire working on technology that is unsanctioned and unknown yeah. by the government and shit like that. He's <laughs> crossing into other universes. Because that's like, that's my favorite part of Into the Spider-Verse too. You want to talk about how fucking lit Into the Spider-Verse is? It's not just the fact that like, oh, hey, it's Kingpin. Oh shit, there's like murder and shit like that. He's literally trying to open the space-time continuum. <laughs> like they bring the right. Hydron Collider into Manhattan basically. It's the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life, and uh, I'm just saying, we, we cross the streams, man. Just cross, cross, cross the it. old streams. Um, speaking of Nazis, by the way, have you yeah. been watching Plot Against America? We haven't really uh, talked about it. No, I haven't watched it. I need to. I need to. I keep wanting to watch it with my wife, who's like, "Yeah, we'll watch it," but we're watching the Americans right now, which mm. is over so there's not like any pressing need to watch it but the problem with that show is i always watch it and i'm like wow this is incredible and somewhere around season three i'm like this is so fucking good i'll be right back and for no reason we stop watching it yeah no i i did the same thing for year. i still haven't seen the last season of it um because i would keep watching it and then put it down for a second like it was a book or something i don't know what put it down means but i would stop watching it for a second and i i would come back to it a while later and i would forget how far i had watched and there were also a lot of plot threads that i had forgotten so i'd have to restart it so i just kept restarting the show like did this like four fucking times dude yeah no i think i've seen the first three seasons like three times now but the thing is like i I still love watching the show it's like still such a riveting show each time you watch it so i'm not mad at it but plot against america i mean here's the thing i read the book so like you know you're not gonna really i I hope simon has kept 80 percent of that book and added 20 percent of himself i hope Mm -hmm. uh just because it's already a really great book and a really good story and he doesn't need to embellish or editorialize like he does with some of his other stuff right well, I mean, just the idea of like anti-Semitism uh, in America is, is like it was a newish concept to me because I'm not Jewish, you know, so I don't know what anti-Semitism looks like. But like to my young eyes, like uh, Jews in America were relatively like accepted and integrated into culture or whatever, but not not so much, you know, um, and that's sort of like what this is highlighting, especially during that time, like just the open anti-semitism and that's just my own ignorance not here's the thing i mean like and i'm sorry this is a controversial statement i 
I feel like more or less Jewish people are totally accepted. I, I think that like when we see swastikas and shit everywhere, one, I think it's the lowest form of a symbol, which just means generalized hate at this point. Like certainly, yep, yeah, some fucking neo-Nazis are using that to be like fucking Jews specifically, obviously. But I just think that like people are being emboldened and stuff like that. When we, when we talk about like persecuted people in this country, Jewish people, I think despite maybe the rhetoric you hear in terms of actionable persecution, I don't think they're top on that list. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like there's mm-hmm. a high Jewish uh, prison population or recidivism rate or any of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're, they're I think doing most okay. people, I'm, well, it's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not downplaying the fucking anti-Semitism either. I'm just saying like, in terms of like everyday life, I think it's much harder to be a black dude right now in the country than it is to be a Jewish guy. Oh, in the country, you yeah, know? no, absolutely. Like you, you don't see a lot of, uh, you know, Jewish dudes driving down the street and getting stopped for no fucking reason. Like it's not like a, a thing that happens well, as much. Maybe it does, but I don't think it does. Well, um, even despite that, despite what some assholes want to say, I mean, like, I guess there's some people who like when they identify in garb as Jewish, you're like, Oh, Jewish. But like, you can't really distinguish who's Jewish and who isn't fucking Jewish anyway, like from looking at someone, which right. is again, this difference between, uh, I guess it's like the concept of passing, right? But, Being well, like, well, that, that, that is like a weird thing though. in like this show, and it's like maybe I just don't think about it, but like in this show, like people identify the Jewish people immediately, like oh Jew. Mm. So I'm like, how how are you they, doing? Are that? they ever wrong? Are they like, wow, she's got a talent? It's a racist talent, but it's a talent. No, nah, I mean not so far in the show. Like the it's because <laughs> I mean if you don't know what the show is about, it's, it's a Jewish family. Um, Charles Lindbergh gets elected president, and uh, all that anti-Semitism that was brewing underneath the surface comes to the forefront. You know what's really amazing about Lindbergh is Lindbergh's the the plane guy. Like you're flying planes, baby. Like why do you want to get why do you want to get down with in the mud with the demons and shit? You're already soaring with the angels, Lindbergh. I mean the same same argument for for Trump, right? Like why would you want to fuck around with the presidency when you could just you know be TV boy? But now he's. He's a joke. Now he's TV boy all the time. <laughs> yeah, but because he was a joke TV boy was kind of the thing. I, the other day he was bragging about his ratings and I was like, you know, <laughs> like he's kind of, I'm not saying I think it's funny. People are dying and he's talking about like my press conferences have more ratings than The Bachelor. I mean, that's hysterical in a, in a world where things aren't completely falling apart. You know what I mean? Like, like mm. if you write that in idiocracy or something and we're like, write it home. What a ridiculous, like, never could we imagine in real life someone could say that shit. So I hear that and I'm laughing because I want to cry otherwise, you know? Yeah, there's nothing else you can do, you know? Really not, not a lot you can do. Uh, this podcast has become a weird chronicle. I think when we kind of listen back throughout the run of it it's just been a chronicle of like the decline of america and the the trump presidency <laughs> at the same time it's you know we we say it's about like oh the conversations you and i would have had if we'd been talking for all those years we weren't really though it's just like a a, a real-time sort of document a living document if anything well listen this is like episode 70 maybe or 69 i don't i don't 70 i think this yeah. one is so it's like, I mean, you know, where are we in our hero's journey? You know, where did we start? Did we start I mean, in a place of relative comfort and where are we now? Dude, like, uh, because we've missed so many weeks throughout the run or had false starts, whatever, we don't realize, but this is like the two-year anniversary. I think we already passed it. Oh, of this wow. podcast. Terrible twos. We're going to get really shitty now. Like, the quality is <laughs> going to be bad. The mics aren't going to work. Like, a lot I, I love that. Uh, I love that the calm Chris era lasted for all of maybe two months. 
No, I really want to bring him back. The problem is without the exercise, without leaving my house, and but just social media. Because like, now people, I thought social media was bad before, but now people are just home. So they have nothing to do but just be terrible people online. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like like who, who's being terrible? Like people you know? Everybody. Yeah, just everybody. Yeah, and a lot of it's tied to the politics of it all, which makes me just want to get away from politics and stuff. But um, just like divisive and just people still not taking this thing seriously and just petulance and, and you know, people are the worst. Social media is... Well, I, I, saw, I saw a random post where you were like... Uh quarantine means reevaluation of the garbage people you are somehow friends with and then a, a gif of bill murray saying get out of here yeah scrooged yeah yeah because scrooge is what i needed in that moment you know that part in scrooge where he thinks he's being burned to death and you're just like fuck and then he wakes up and he's like oh shit everyone's here it's a good movie you know that's what i yeah needed. It's uh, it's got some creepy parts too, creepier than uh, well, that scared me I was as a kid. For. Yeah, burn that really scared the shit out of me when I was a child, man. Yeah, same. Um, fucking fucking Scrooged, good movie. Well, I mean, to, to answer your fucking question about the Com Chris thing, it's like, yeah, people people are pretty bad. I I think what I have to do is like turn that part of my brain off, and just not engage with people. You know, like, and that's something like, here's the truth. This is all practice because you and I, we want to make stuff. When we make stuff, you meet more people. You're going to have a bigger audience. You have to learn to deal with that rhetoric and stuff like that. And so, like, if I can't do it at a much smaller scale, like, I'm not going to be able to do this at a higher scale. So I just got to find ways to adjust. Like, you know, when I was doing Double Toasted all the time, we were on YouTube. I just, like, I just stopped reading the YouTube comments because, like, that's how you adjust to that particular version of, like, whatever's ailing you. You know what I mean? I also so I, feel like you're just friends with uh, so many more sh like shitty people than I am apparently oh yeah. on Facebook. Oh yeah. Because th this has been like a constant running problem for you, not just recently, but for the past two years, you keep getting into these fights, having fallings out or whatever. And it's like uh, pretty much all my friends on Facebook are like pretty chill with the exception of a couple of family members. Like they're not really fucking around. Yeah. I just don't have patience for like, for, for, for stupidity. And it's not like, Oh, you think you know better than people. I'm not trying to, do that you know what i'm saying like and you know me you gotta let them talk but there's also a time where like the math still needs to add up on your argument and if it doesn't and like if you get beat it, like everyone in an argument is that knight from monty python who's like it's a flesh wound it's like no you've been beat like you can't just keep going and like despite them being beat they are uh gonna keep going and like that scares the shit out of me because we used to be at a time where like someone would beat you in a debate or could prove your point illogical you were supposed to be like well okay so until next time and then you put on your monocle and you went about your fucking day but i don't, I don't know if that time has ever existed though to be honest really you think everyone like everyone in american history was always being shitty <laughs> yeah i think it's just like if <laughs> i think it's just human nature that if somebody like lays out in bullet points all the ways in which you're wrong like you're not going to be like oh yeah I, I you have turned me around on this uh position that i had dug into like, no, people are going to be, uh, oh, fuck you, man. No, I, I feel like this is right and you're wrong. Well, that's my point. We can't, we can't get on the right page about the fucking earth being round and shit, like, which is like <laughs> quantifiable. So like, why am I going to change anyone else's mind on something yeah, else? Yeah, I mean, yeah. At, at this point in aggregate to the human race, I'm just throwing my hands up, you know. I've been throwing my hands up for a while, but like this is a new level and I think it's just going to get worse, you know, just the ways in which people are... Uh, taking advantage of this current crisis that we're in the ways in which that's going to like the, the fucking post office is likely to be defunded by July, oh my like God. to the point where it will not exist anymore, which is something that apparently conservative Republicans have been trying to do for the past 25 years.
Right. And now they might actually be successful. Um, so we can't really very well vote by mail if there's no post office. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a, that's those are those implications too, which is just like, let's best case scenario. This let's say by August, everything's all swell again. Like mm-hmm. maybe that's better because I've always thought political campaigns in this country are way too fucking long. Like everywhere else it's like six weeks or something. It's like, yes, do that. <laughs> like, uh, because like if I can deal with six weeks of insanity, but our election cycles basically start two years out now. And then we have midterms and shit. So like we're always in the middle of a fucking election cycle. Uh, and it's just killing my soul, you know? Uh, yeah. But I, I, I literally wonder how many people are even going to go out to vote. Because it's still gonna. There was the thing you were talking about in the article you sent me. People develop like agoraphobia from this stuff. Like even mm-hmm. after things are okay, there's a certain percentage of people who are gonna be like, "No, I'm not leaving the house." Yeah. No, I, I had to go out and get food today, and I was I was weighing it. I was like, "Okay, I do have food in my cupboard, and what if I'm risking my life or the life of my landlady by going outside?" And it's like that's always gonna be there now. And coronavirus is not going away. It's not going to suddenly be okay it's here now like the seasonal flu is and until we have a vaccine it's just going to keep cyclically kind of returning so they say probably by october it'll be back again well that's fun <laughs> that's a heartwarming tale of <laughs> no because like look where i'm coming from i'm, just, I'm turning 30 as are you by the way under quarantine like your birthday is yeah. fucking a couple of days you know four days Brr. How you feeling about that, man? Can we can we get an emotional weather report from Max McCarty as he turns thirty, entering his third lap around this well, third decade lap around the sun? Well, while I haven't had the birthday yet, I I feel that I have had better birthdays than this. Um, I don't think that that's <laughs> like a huge stretch to say. Is that you know I'm like kind of when I'm not having to go to work, and I will be working on my birthday, by the way, which is terrifying in its own way. I've worked for my birthday every single year for the past six years, uh, which sucks. But, you know, in this case, it's I'm working for my birthday and risking my life uh, exponentially more than usual. Yeah, listen, I I know you have some eggshells to walk on about this, like for mm-hmm, your employment I do. status. So I, we don't have to go into specifics, but yeah very dangerous for you to go to work kind of just because like there has been a there's been cases like kind of confirmed where you work right and like i'm sure they did a deep clean and did everything they were supposed to do but still it's people working in a factory like it's kind of scary man like i mean you know i'm I'm worried like what's the ethical guideline here uh i mean (laughs) i I put you so on the spot. I'm so you, sorry. Yeah, like you have eggshells to walk on. Now here they are. Go walk on them. Um, I'm gonna abstain from answering that question in any way. Uh, don't want to incriminate myself because I have a lot of thoughts on that. Of course I do. We can talk about that off mic though. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to get something legally recorded. So <laughs> if you die, I can like. No, get, I mean I think it's a scary time for anybody who has to go into work right now. That's like the most like generalized answer I can give is that no matter whether you're essential or like on the scale of essential workers, whether you are absolutely essential, like a healthcare provider or somebody who's working elsewhere, um, like Home Depot or grocery store, wherever, like uh, it's a scary time to have to go out, especially in a city like New York, which is the epicenter of the world now. Um, 
which hopefully by the time this episode releases will have changed and things will be better. But I doubt that will be the case. Um, they're literally setting up fucking makeshift hospitals in Central Park. They're getting uh, fucking like freezer trucks to store bodies in. Like it's not like a great time to be in this city already. And then to have to go out into it in order to go to work is not like a fucking great feeling. No. So, yeah, well, uh, I don't know. Uh, emotional weather report. Not loving, not loving this situation. I mean, I might be able to, you know, see some interesting things that I'll be burned into my memory for the rest of my life, you know? Like, when people ask me, they'll say, where were you during coronavirus? I'll be like, I was in the, right in the middle of it. So I guess yeah, I'll have my, that. My thing is that you just got to have an exit strategy. You know, you got to... <laughs> no, I, I mean, not from your place of work. I just mean from, like, the city, because you're two bridges away from shit. That's the worst part. You know, like mm. you're, you're fucked. You, you, you need to get over the, the fucking Veranzano and the Godel's bridge. Like you got a lot of work and they're separated by miles. And well, you know, like uh, plane tickets keep going down. It's yeah. literally 40 bucks round trip for me to go see you right now. Do it, man. I think you're healthy. <laughs> I think you're healthy. And as long as you stay here and do nothing the entire time, you're fine. We can't yeah. go anywhere. We can't watch any movies. We can't go on any walks. It's just unfortunately, I do have to like pay my rent Ugh. and bills and stuff. Well, you know, not if he freezes food. it. Because here's the thing: everyone wants a Rock Hudson moment. Mm. Cuomo literally has a Rock Hudson moment because his little baby brother Cuomo is all corona. You know, so like <laughs> now he's like, "Oh shit, Cuomo can't pay his bills. He's gonna freeze rent <laughs> for everybody." <laughs> that was like the missing. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> Baby Cuomo can't pay his bill. I'm not trying to, you know, be like I'm not trying to undercut it. The very just... wealthy CNN anchor can't pay his bills, so now he steps in and does the right. Finally, thing. he does the right thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. To be fair, Cuomo's been killing it in other regards. I really do appreciate his his press conferences or whatever. I don't know if you've watched any of those. But oh yeah, dude's been uh, very uh, blunt and direct about what's happening he's not trying to sugarcoat it he's like but also like not induce panic either he's I have striking friends, that right balance i have friends who are really attracted to him right now like there's a movement called cuomo daddy uh, mm. happening right now and i'm not even joking and like they, they no, all admit, I, I believe it they all admit that they don't like him they don't like his politics they don't like him as a person but god damn it is he a dreamboat you know um and i always felt like chris was the dreamboat but now because of the rona it's like takes a couple points off well, he's sick with Rona, so like, who wants you know right. who wants to even be around Chris Cuomo right now? Meanwhile, Papa Papa Cuomo right is over there like taking care of the whole. He's like, you know what? Yeah, he's sick. That's fine. And he's like, he's <laughs> he's nursing a billion little babies. Like Papa Cuomo is, I, I you know, really he's winning me over, Max. I gotta tell you, no, he's winning me over too. Like he has this unique ability to even when he's being like terrifying to be like kind of like uh, reassuring. He's just like, look. You know, maybe it's this New York accent. Like, look, we we are the epicenter of this virus. Uh, it's really bad. It's going to spike in three, four weeks. You know, it's going to get a lot worse. We're going to have a lot of dead New Yorkers, but it's okay because you know, eventually, once they die, the virus will die, and uh, we'll be all right. And it's like, damn, I shouldn't be reassured by that, but uh, <laughs> kind of am. Again, I think we get we get really uh, <clears throat> we get really fascinated by the numbers, like as the numbers go up. Like, cause I think like I'm, I'm terrified at 3,400 deaths. Like that scares the shit out of me. 
and like to hear that like a hundred thousand, maybe two hundred thousand, and 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 then when you really stop and still think about the numbers, the numbers game on that, if it kills two hundred thousand people in a country of three hundred and seventy million, like that's horrific. But like that is a drop, in drop the in the bucket, yeah. so to speak. And that, well, and what what we're not considering though, it, maybe we are. I'm sorry. Every, but all like, the other medical things that are going to get missed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause now all of our resources are being directed towards this and people that would normally live, you know, with heart problems or other ailments or car accidents or whatever, probably aren't going to have the attention or availability to resources or will increase risk of exposure to coronavirus because of coronavirus. And that's a, uh, that's a thought to think about. I, I think that uh, the 200,000 number is kind of low just based on what I've been reading. But hey, hopefully hopefully it's, it's uh, that or less. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, you know, like we... we, we, we I, I saw your eyes just like get all glassy. <laughs> just well, leaning because... back, you're wearing your hoodie, just... Oh. <laughs> well, you you brought the death toll to a much higher place than I was hoping, and uh, well, you know, I'm sorry. And also, we kind of said, hey, maybe we shouldn't talk about Rona every waking minute, and we tried really hard. We talked about theme parks, and yeah, we can bring it back to next... that. We never really ranked those. Like, what's the hierarchy? Like, we started well, because there. like Rona theme park is coming, and like that's gonna be the bigger of all the fucking theme park rides. You know what I mean? Like, if if we ever get to an anatomy of park Rick and Morty type uh, society. You know, the Rona is going to be the, the, the Jaws ride of that, of that theme park. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. How what I what would that ride be? Them. Just, you know, like different park people just breathe on you or cough on you without wearing a mask. Well, maybe we could do like a VR thing with it, right? Like <laughs> we can make it four dimensions and shit. Like you're supposed to feel the chills. So they just, you know, like put ice cubes on you and shit like that. Oh Jesus! You know, the immersion. And then they like uh, make you really hot for a second, and then blow cold air on you, and then uh, yeah. you uh, they they like put some dust in the air, so you start coughing a lot. And then they uh, then they just chloroform you, and you just one <laughs> darkness, and you're like, oh shit, I didn't make it. Like it's one a to two percent of people literally die on the ride. Well, I see again. I just wanted to fake induce death, you know, like make their hearts, you know. Can we? Can, oh, I think we need to invest in that Westworld technology because I did really like that in the last episode, where like you could just turn people's heartbeats up and shit like that. I would mm-hmm. do that all the time. I would do that to <laughs> all the time to all your own time. heart walk, or to other people. Walk, no, to other. I'd walk into rooms and just be like, "I'm in control here." All right, <laughs> immediately turn it up to 200 beats per minute. I feel like once you open that door, that opens a door for you to also be fucked with. So, do you really yeah. want to be the guy? that's walking into rooms well okay what's the deterrent what's the in that world right because this is like everybody has a gun but instead of everyone has a gun everyone inexplicably has the ability to raise your heart rate to 200 and fuck you up okay what is the mutually assured destruction right russia's got nukes we got nukes why don't we nuke each other because we'll all die uh people are saying that about corona now they're like haven't we just shown all our enemies that all you have to do is a biochemical attack and i'm like i don't think they're gonna do that because can't really contain that it's like a mutually assured destruction thing on both sides so right. i don't think we have to worry about that but what is, what is what is the deterrent man what is uh, we could we could drop the sci-fi bit we could just make it we could we could solve the gun crisis right here you know if Did everyone has crisis? a gun yeah because if everyone has that's that's what they say right if everyone has a gun no one misuses a gun i mean i don't have a good argument against that 
but you also guns know are, guns are fucking cool like if i'm gonna be honest like this is the one part of me that's like less than liberal maybe is like guns are kind of cool like i'm uh, not gonna lie if everybody has them who's gonna fucking like walk around shooting stuff see what's nuts about that is i'm like you i don't have a great deterrent for that answer but i also know inherently like i don't want everyone to have a gun like that's one of those like oh i, I yeah. know it when i sees it situations it's like i can't tell you why not just trust me it's a bad yeah. idea it's probably not a great idea for everybody because then you just increase the number of gun-related accidents by like a thousand. You look at a place like Australia where people just straight up aren't allowed to have guns and they're fine. No real mass shootings there. What if people had guns but it shot out like marshmallows? Because at that velocity, I mean, that it's still going to hurt. That would be a useless still gun. Hurt. Oh, it's still shooting out like marshmallows at the speed of a bullet? Yeah, the velocity. So, yeah. so the, the amount of force would have to be many times a bullet in order for it to shoot like a bullet. Because well, marshmallows, the air resistance alone would just make it well, on the ground. True. No, that's not how that works. It wouldn't. No, there's a combustion. You take a metal bullet versus sure. a fucking marshmallow. It's gonna take some extra pressure to shoot that thing out, man. I mean, well, like that's science. Little, yeah, but it's not gonna immediately fall out. Like gravity's not immediately gonna be like, come here, bitch. Like as soon as it gets I'm out not of saying, the <laughs> come here, bitch. <laughs> I wish gravity was like just a person. <laughs> <laughs> just come here, bitch. Gravity is sassy as Yeah, you stick all, to the ground, you son of a bitch. We all play by his rules. Like gravity is just a, <laughs> like a cantankerous asshole who is always talking trash to people. Specifically like yeah, basketball but we players. we can't hear and, at that frequency. And astronauts. Like I assume uh-huh. he's got real beefs with beef with astronauts because they try to fucks with him all the time. Right. Because they, they're out there flaunting uh, gravity's laws, you know throwing him in gravity's face gravity can't do much about it and the thing is gravity's omnipresent right just depends on where you are so he's always talking shit like catch me at jupiter bitch like because the gravity's way fucking heavier he calls everyone a bitch that's the weird catch i mean the thing is like gravity has no right to be upset at astronauts or basketball players gravity wins trillions quadrillions of times a day uh just by existing you know let let a couple of people or things you know jumping spiders nba (laughs) astronauts sugar gliders you know sure the sugar gliders uh let let them uh you know yeah you're already physics casino the house always wins anyway you know what i mean like maybe be gracious in the defeat every now and then when life finds a way to defy you you know and it doesn't even really defy it just like kind of hacks the matrix code like like flying squirrels can't really fly you know they glide that's it they glide really well it's like they're all they're all fucking buzz uh buzz light ears you know they fall with style that's cool but it's not flying yeah yeah gravity birds, birds are pretty lit man i love birds yeah the other day i got uh stoned and i watched a thing on amazon that was just uh like it was a static shot of a of a of like a thing perched high up on the treetops and a bunch of bird feed and just like blue jays show up and then mm-hmm. and it was really funny because you and i just had that conversation about like the shakespearean fucking narratives that happen and like me and dolores are sitting there just watching this for like 45 minutes being like oh shit pd's back pd's mad like we started naming them and stuff and there were literally there were like beefs man like west side story happening with these birds and shit and it was blue jays and cardinals fighting each other and it was awesome it was the greatest thing in the world yeah, there, there's some wildlife videos out there that blow my fucking mind, man. I, I remember on YouTube, this was years ago. It's a very old video, very widely seen video. And I'm probably fucking this up because it's been a while since I've seen it. But there was like, a, I think it was like a wildebeest or something, like a whole pack of them. An old baby wildebeest kind of wandered away from the pack. And right when that happened, 
some big cat, like a cheetah or a lion or something, got it. And it was like fucking like tearing it apart. And the baby wildebeest was like freaking out. And the baby wildebeest kind of ran, got away a little bit and ran towards the water. And then a crocodile fucking jumps up and starts grabbing its hind legs and starts dragging it underwater. Then the wildebeest mom or whatever fucking comes up like while the big cat and the crocodile are fighting over this baby wildebeest, fucks both of them up, grabs their baby, baby's fine. What? The baby's fine? (laughs) I mean, I didn't see like a prolonged after, you know, if it's like physical therapy and recovery, but it was able to walk away. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's the Finding Nemo origin story of that (laughs) antelope's life, I guess. It's like straight up Shakespearean, man. It was just like, (laughs) it's insane. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's amazing. I don't know. I, I got really obsessed. I watched this thing on uh, Bonobos, uh, but specifically one Bonobo called Caldi. And mm. it like, just made me want to cry my eyes out because I, we already know like, hey, animals just are emotionally intelligent, but specifically like chimps and Bonobos. Bonobos, we've, we, we didn't even know were their own species, right? Their little subset until the 70s. We just thought, oh, that's a chimp. Uh, we found out chimps, so like, they'll rip your face off. Like chimps, like they're cool, but every now and then they'll rip your face off. Yeah, you you made a Facebook post about this like three days ago, right? Yeah, because I cried my eyes out because like what you find so uh, bonobos evolutionarily, right? Like we are ninety eight point nine percent them and ninety eight point nine percent chimps. Like those are very close. Those are closest ancestors or whatever. But the bonobos, unlike the chimps, bonobos are fucking. They're cool, man. They're like groovy as fuck and uh, <laughs> matriarchal and yeah. solve all problems by fucking like everything's an orgy with these guys i gotta tell really? you yeah and by the way so I they don't get even... into a heated political debate and they're like let's just fuck yeah i'm not even kidding like that's the thing about them like they are so fucking intelligent and also they kind of get it and my point is this like appealing to our better angels or maybe our, our worst animalistic instinct like yeah. i don't even know if that's about them like saying hey i see where this is going why don't mm-hmm. we just get ahead of it let's all just get naked right <laughs> they're already naked but like they're taking off their turtle good news is we're already naked so step one done (laughs) i don't even think it's so much about that i think like they're frustrated and at the moment they're like you know what's better than being frustrated like unrelated (laughs) let's just start fucking let's have an orgy and uh they they usually solve all their problems also like i said the women uh the women are like kind of the power structures in that uh and, and they kind of control the men and they talk about the hunting how much meat they get and stuff like that it's all predicated on the desire of the women it's like it's really fascinating when i did it but this particular video was about um uh, a bonobo named caldi who they were trying to teach language that was kanzi oh was it kanzi i fucked I'm it watching up my the, bad. A, the an ape of genius right kanzi my bad i'm, I'm so watching sorry. this right now on mute it's oh my pretty god interesting yeah no it's really pretty like so the, like the opening scene of that video even is like the, like hey start a fire and this fucking like and, and if you listen to it she's like hey i have a lighter in my pocket and the fucking bonobo is like oh okay cool goes into the pocket grabs the lighter puts this paper together starts a fire and you're like holy shit but just throughout it it's not the fact that like uh it's understanding or it can it can like you know be trained to hear these specific things and then act accordingly it's like it knows individual direction and shit mm-hmm. like that and one of the other experiments they did was that like bonobos are really good at telling you the word that you're saying if they can see you the speaker right that's like a big prerequisite uh because mm-hmm. they would do tests with this another one named austin and austin was really good if you were in the room the minute it was over the headphones couldn't do it wasn't able to do it anymore but that fucking what's callsy callsy can totally Con- do it Conzi, yeah Conzi. i keep fucking it up i'm so sorry 
uh, but can totally do it. Like this is an animal that is smart and like intelligent and like it's, you see shit like that and you understand their comprehension and like watching TV and uh, recognizing itself in the mirror. (laughs) And so like, it's the fucking, they're incredible, man. Like all animals are incredible, but specifically it's sad that these are the ones that are literally like us, like, down to our personalities we talk about that book sapiens right like Mm -hmm. so much of our behavior is predicated on behavior that we've observed in them uh and it's sad because we've definitely taken more of our chimp side and not as much of our uh bonobo side oh that's a sad (laughs) you just leaned back in your chair not so much our bonobo side just done uh i mean i'm watching this fucking uh, bonobo fucking cook right now and it's nuts to me stirring a pot Yep. And this lady's looking kind of scared, but she's kind of like cool with him. Uh, there's got to be that thought when you're hanging out, you know, as an ape researcher that this thing could tear my face off at any second. Yeah, but they don't. That's the thing. Like they are super fucking pacifist. Uh, the most mm. pacifistic of any of the ape like animals or orangutan animals and shit like that. So it's really. Dang. So you could just hang out with one of these like all day. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's because I mean that that's the dream, right? You know, just fucking hang out with a with an ape and you know just get was get bubbles blitzed. a chimp or was bubbles a bonobo? <laughs> like, I guess it was a chimp, right? That was the probably whole a chimp because you know chimps were always like the the master race of apes for a while, <laughs> right? They research. really are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you weren't a chimp, you were like fucking a, a like a like an untouchable. Okay, <laughs> like there was a caste system. <laughs> Chimps were like the Aryan uh, mother race, and everything else was just like a bunch of shit flinging uh, spider monkeys. Might as well have been. But now so, these bonobos, you know, finally, finally, the cultural conversation is shifting. It's getting there. I mean, like again, what's interesting? <laughs> <laughs> we're booking bonobos on the View. They're making the late night. It's rounds. getting there. <laughs> like baseless statement. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, previously on Malibu Homicide, a uh, very quick recap. Um, I uh, I apologized to Max and, and came to a reckoning with my alcoholism and my effects on other people. Max didn't really accept my apology. Uh, we got rid of the dead weight that was Juan Helio, a once promising lead, uh, only to kick him out and watch his body roll violently uh, in the traffic behind us. And we continued our pursuit, as you can hear in the background, uh, of Mr. Clean. Max, take it away, sir. All right, uh, Torres, we've arrived at um, what looks to be uh, the last place where Mr. Clean left his fucking car. We followed the trail of bubbles here, and this looks like real shitty house. Is this this not like a crack den? I feel like I've seen this place in like the police files before, like just a famous, should we, like how how do you want to proceed here? Uh, I mean, I just want to exercise extreme caution, you know, I'm white. Oh, now you want to exercise extreme caution. Yeah. I'm thinking we should call this whole thing in, you know, let's not, we should wait for uniform backup and, uh, do this by the books, McCarty. It's no time (laughs) to be a hero. At this point, I mean, you kick down a guy's door illegally. Yeah. Uh, you throw a little man out of a moving car. You told me not, to do that. Illegally. Sure. sure yeah. Uh, we're, now you want to call this in? Well, I broke my house arrest, but let's not, you know, dwell on that little detail right now either. I um, mean, as soon as they get here, they're going to arrest you. But not if I do it by the book now, you know, if I, if I become I a boy scout I don't think that's now. how the law works. 
I don't think it's like you break the law and then you follow well, the law. I commit, it, it cancels I, it out. Well, are you sure? Like, if I report myself, is it not like a Boy Scout kind of thing? Like, you know, you would pay one Boy Scout to rat on the other Boy Scout sort of thing? You know what I'm talking about? Like, who, Boy Scout's how not did like you that? become a police officer? Like, what, what training did you go through? Because I'm really, I feel like you don't understand how the law works. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a time for that. We got to call this whole thing in or we got to go inside this house, man. And yeah, this is a known crack house, a house of ill repute. Uh, we've, we've, we've come across it multiple times in the precinct. Uh, how do you want to tackle this, man? We have no idea how many bogeys are inside. It could just be, could just be him. Maybe it's all front. Maybe it's the cleanest house in town, you know, but. All we- right. I'm I'm gonna call it in. I'm gonna I'm gonna. <laughs> All right, no, better safe than sorry. I totally get that. Yeah, do me a favor. You go call that in. I'm just gonna. I'll be right back. All right. Max right, cool. goes to the side car. He starts to call it in. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, I need a couple of police cruisers. Um, my partner Torres knock, uh, went knock, outside of his. At this point, I break in the fucking door. <laughs> Fuck no, Torres. <laughs> Burrito!